0: All right, we're going to uh, jump into a, another discussion that's not out of the book. This should be, I, I'm hoping, the only two that we have to do this with. Um, but we're actually, there might be one more. i got to look at my notes here at, at home. But we've been looking at the importance kind of of the Old Testament things. Uh, what have, Why things in the Old Testament were the way they were, why didn't, why didn't, God just start with what he wanted. Uh, we talked about a... Um, uh, Katie, can you do me a favor and shut those doors right there? Thank you. Uh, we talked about a metaphor. We used a metaphor. We're going to actually look at a similar one where God talked about the uh, the substance, right? the... the the, the, the New Testament is the substance And the Old Testament was the shadow And weirdly enough, chronologically The, the shadow comes before when, when that would actually never be that way in real life You'd never have a shadow before the object which casts it So uh, here we do uh, So we're going to turn back to Hebrews chapter 10 Mark, if you want to read Hebrews 10, 1-7 We're a little late tonight What's going on? Hebrews 10, 1 through 7. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. If it could, why would they not have stopped being offered for the worshippers would have been cleansed once for all, and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins, because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll, I have come to do your will, O God. So last week we talked about a couple of issues that that God was going to try to uh, use as a a tutor to get them to a more advanced state. And we talked primarily about two things. One was the idea of God, uh, the polytheism versus monotheism, and basic morality, basic virtue, Basically doing good things, and that was what the law was for. So what then is the shadow concerning this week? So he uses the same metaphor. So Hebrews goes to this two times to talk about the shadow uh, and, and use this as a shadow of things to come. So what is the reference? What, what's the object? What's the substance of the New Testament in this passage? Okay, sacrifice for sin, which is what? Christ, okay, that Christ is what God wanted as a, an atonement, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, today is atonement and the things surrounding atonement and why God starts off the way he does and ends up in a completely different spot because he says, what does he say about God's intent here or what God felt about sacrifices, What's God's... Wait a minute. Why did God do this if it's not what he wanted? Because he wanted it to be fulfilled. Yeah. Okay, so he's given something to be fulfilled by Christ, the substance. So God, for thousands of years, has them doing something that he doesn't even like. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's an ironic thing. Well, he would also prefer to for a rather than having sex. That's true. That, oh, that's, a, that's an important reference. God desires mercy, not yeah. sacrifice. And, uh, and, 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 and obedience over sacrifice. What, you know, that, that the old statement is better to ask permission, or better to ask for forgiveness than permission, not with God. Not with God. God says, no, I'd rather you obey than ask for forgiveness. Yes.
1: You know, okay, I've done this, so
0: I'm good for the rest of the year. Yeah, or till next month, or till whatever the next sacrifice was. You're right. You're right. I mean, it it wasn't that it did anything for sin. It was a reminder that something had to die. Okay, and that's where we're going to go. So if you had downloaded the verses, and you're wondering, what in the world did I... Type in the wrong verses, you did not, uh, we'll get there. So, uh, my my dental person is not here today, so I don't get to ask her this question. So, I want to know what you know about the design of the human mouth. Is there anything you could infer from the design of a human mouth? Teeth. We're going to make a connection, trust me. Okay, why? How, how would I know that? Because you've got flat teeth in the back for plants and sharp teeth in the front for... Okay, I've, and scissors and all that stuff. So I want to turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. and third. What would you know about a lion's mouth? Just random. It is designed for killing. It, for killing. it doesn't have any grinders. It is, all, it is designed for one purpose. It is designed for tearing and, and, and ripping apart flesh. That's, that's all it's designed for. So someone read Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 and 30. And we're going to make a point here, a spiritual point. So just bear with me. Okay, uh, is there more before or after? Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the
1: air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so.
0: This one has always stumped me. It is unquestionable that we have, and we have a cycle that kind of needs things to operate, and, and we were talking about, like so, uh, I think yesterday, Travis asked, about, about why there's mosquitoes, and, and like, there's this delicate balance, and part of the delicate balance is the killing, or death, of, of creatures, right, circle yet, life. the circle <laughs> of life, so, uh, yes, yes, and 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 you know, as we go up, we have massive amounts of herbivores. That's the and then you have um, a, a carnivores are next, and then I, I think omnivores are the smallest group. That would be us and bears and a few of them. And it, God says what at the beginning? Good. Before he gets there, what's that? Just uh, eat plants. Yeah. You're all vegetarians, sorry. <laughs> That's got to be inconvenient. They Poor. are until
1: after the flood. And then
0: God. So, comes. well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That is interesting that God, that God. So, there's no killing of animals. Mm-hmm. There's shepherds. We have shepherds coming after and stuff like that. But. but uh, it, it, we don't have any... So, so I want to get to that question. Why? Yes. Yeah. Anyone's sacrifice. Oh, you're reading my notes. Genesis chapter 4. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 4. I want you to hold that thought. I know it sounds disconnected. We're going to pull it in. Genesis chapter 4. And, uh, Travis, you want to read verse 3 through 6? I'm going to jump around here. In the course of the same time, Cain brought some of the people of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering. That portion is from,
1: from the first one of the flock. The Lord looked with favor on like Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very
0: angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? Why is your face downcast? Okay. Why... There's multiple theories. Was one person rejected and one person accepted? I can tell you what I was taught in Bible college, and I disagree with it.
1: Well, he said some of the first fruits.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, Okay, so so talking about the sacrifice, where did this? Why was the sacrifice rejected? Because the murderous thoughts come after the the rejection of the. Verse seven says, "If you do what is right." So I think they knew what. There was something was right and wrong. There was something we don't know. In fact, uh, the Hebrews will—I think it's Hebrews—will pull back to this and talk about. I think it's Hebrews chapter eleven. We'll talk about how. How Abels was connected with faith, in other words, faith is this uh, and and if you look through hebrews eleven it's it's all about it's all about being told to do something and doing it and and all of the ideas that surround faith in in uh, or a substantive faith right. There's something wrong with it. All right, so I'll tell you what I was, what I was taught. And, 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 and there's a number of reasons that, that I reject what I was taught. Uh, that God uh, accepted Abel's because Abel's, it says, he brought from the, from the first fruit of his flock. And it doesn't specifically state that about Abel. Now, that doesn't mean he didn't. It says, all it says is, likewise, Abel also brought from his. And the idea that I was taught was this that that's why God accepted, number one. And it even went further to say, that's why animal sacrifice became a part of the law and not. Uh, not grain sacrifice. In other words, if it had been flipped around, grain sacrifice.
1: Grain sacrifice. I mean, there
0: was a grain. Offering. Okay, so that's the first. That's the first point. Also, still reading my notes, there was still grain offerings in the in the in the law, so that wasn't rejected. Number one. Number two. What does that do with sacrifice? What does that do with religion? How, how is how is religion developing then at this point? If that's true. That, that, that this became a thing because of, Adam, or of Abel and Cain's choices. Well, the idea of it's a sacrifice, it's a sacrifice, so if there's no tug and pull on them, then it's not really okay. a sacrifice, it doesn't hurt them at all to do it. Just... Okay, that's true. <clears throat> but it's making religion a development of humanity and not one of revelation from God. In other words, I'm determining my religion, right? Abel did this, Cain did that, so this will be religion. And the idea, in fact, Colossians talks about self-made religion, man-made religion. God's not into man-made religion. It's not up to me to determine things. Religion, God never, there's not a single thing in in any religious development that God says, you know, Abraham, that was a good idea. I think I'm going to pick up on that one. Like God gives what He wants, and it's up to us to do. Yeah. Well, didn't He instruct them to to, um, to sacrifice? Okay, so we have very little information in the very, very beginning. So that's what we have to. We're we're piecing together. We want to be careful when we piece things together that we're not adding information that's not necessarily in there. I was gonna
1: say um, Adam and Eve since Back in the
0: garden, the, God took an innocent and took the hide and covered their nakedness. Okay. I feel like he set the precedence back then. That so that's a theory. Let's let's move to that then. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. let us We're going to back up before then. So man has sinned. Uh, and, and in verse 7, David, you want to read verse 7? First. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked, so they sewed uh, fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Why fig? I, that can't be an easy process. They were bigger. Okay, that's true. The fig leaves are, I think they're like kind of like grape leaves, they're a little bit bigger of a leaf. <laughs> It's not like they're sowing like... Yeah, grape leaves are pretty big too, aren't they? Grape leaves are not Are they small? Because oh, I just remember stuffed grape leaves. I've always figured that they had to be bigger to, to have stuffed grape leaves. All right, so, so anyway. I apologize. City boy. Um, we... Uh, we're looking at this, and the question that why? Because it can't be easy, regardless of the size of the leaf, to make clothing out of leaves. You poke a hole in it, rips. <laughs> Where are they getting thread? Oh, like, oh, there's a lot of questions. That they're like winding the. the there's got to be some time in, involved in this. Like, winding the stems together, maybe? I don't know if it's, like, really ivy-ish, like where the... I don't know what... I have no idea. I'm already lost, so I don't know. But there's... It seems like there's, like, a considerable effort into making this when there might be a better solution. Why this? Why does it enter their mind to use fig leaves? We're theorizing. This is opinion. It didn't... Yeah, they're, they're striking up. This is all new territory for them, right? <laughs> like, we've never made clothes before. I don't know how to do it, I guess. I mean, you're looking
1: at, like, six months before you... Can oh, it, right? yeah. And all that. It never even
0: occurred to them to
1: kill
0: It an never animal. occurred to them, Travis. It never occurred to them to kill an animal because it's never been done. It's not a part... Of their world. They've never seen a lion kill an animal. They've never seen anything kill anything. Where did did we get that? Because what did we just read at the beginning? God said, you get to eat plants. Lions, I know it's going to be inconvenient for you. Listen, I have a dog. They eat vegetation. right? They can do it. It's just not terribly convenient. It's not maybe their taste. And God says, we're going to put... How God designs the animal for a thing, God designs me for a thing, but God puts me on hold. I want to talk about why I think that's important, why it's important spiritually that He puts this on hold. Remember, God knows everything that's going to happen, that's an important part of this, right? There's a shadow of things to come, God has the thing that's going to be there. Christ is slain. We're talking about atonement this week. Christ is slain from the foundation of the world. So at the creation of humanity, the death of Christ is already in the works. Not that God's making man sin. He just knows what's going to happen. He already had the anecdote. He are Right. He, he already had the answer. Like... Adam and Eve didn't like surprise God, and God's like, oh no, I've got to come up with a plan. He's already got the answer because he knows what's going to happen. So, it doesn't enter into, otherwise, it would seem like it's a lot simpler to do something. Now, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, if someone wants to read that passage. Uh, What? maybe I got. Is that verse 20? Yeah. Okay, then I wrote the wrong one. 21 is the garment one. Okay, yeah. Read 21. I'm sorry. The Lord God made
1: garments of skin for
0: Adam and clothes, yeah. Okay. Doesn't say anything about tanning process for hours and hours. I think This was pretty I think they got um, I think I mean, they got slapped on something really nasty.
1: I think we're picking and choosing the amount of detail that's given here. I mentioned that Cain's heart—he was rejected because of his heart—and you went to the, the chronological order of the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty clear to me. Yeah. Cain had a ha- problem in his heart. Oh, I—I I, I don't
0: okay. doubt that. I don't okay. doubt that. So,
1: and what you just said—that God knew that things were the, the things that were coming yeah. forward.
0: Yeah. That's true. No, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: So, to me, Cain has that problem. Right. And it has nothing. to Sacrifice and Ben will tell you that I that's what I was teaching the kids downstairs. It doesn't have anything to do with the sacrifice, it has everything to do with the heart. And I think that's backed up by later on, you have Jesus' teaching where your sacrifice is not considered what would you say, proper, appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. By God if your heart so can I, mo- I let me modify that because i, I agree with you in a, in a sense that that your heart can invalidate a proper sacrifice there's no doubt but no degree of a right heart can undo or overturn an order or a or a requirement that God has placed in other words I can't say well I had a good heart uh but we're doing human sacrifice, God. Like, 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 I can do it with... There were lots of things and okay, so, so let me... So, the idea is that uh, sacrifice, if God gave a sacrifice and God wanted a particular thing, and Abel did that, and Cain didn't, just let's, let's go into an alternate universe. Even had Cain done a different thing with a good heart, it would not have made his sacrifice acceptable just because it was done with a right heart. If God had decreed, okay. right? So, so I think that that you're 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 right in the sense that that uh, we, have Cain, evidence of a decree, right? we have. Okay, so I'm we're I'm going to piece things together. We have a situation. Oh, no, I'm these to these jump ahead. I'm just right. Okay, so. I'm
1: I'm understanding, like, we have details in one place, and then we're kind of stitching other things together.
0: Right. We we don't have a massive amount. Here's what we have. So I'm just trying to, to build a case. We have some oddities in the text, right? Things that don't make sense to me naturally unless God randomly changed living creatures after. To make you know, like, like I have a dental structure that says you should eat meat, and God said you don't get to eat meat. That's in there. That's in the Bible. We then have a situation, and I want to. We are going to make a spiritual point out of this. We then have a situation where all of a sudden animals are being killed by humans. We have a situation where it did not occur. If we back up. We have a situation where it did not occur to a man to kill an animal to make what would probably have been better clothing for a situation that he finds himself in, in sin, as a result of his sin. And at the end of that event, we have God killing an animal for the first time. We have hunters. You're a hunter. Do you remember the first animal you killed? Mm-hmm. Sticks with you. I don't know. I, I, the first time. You know, the first time I looked into a dead deer's eyes. It's significant. You get a little hard after it. Maybe not hard. But the first time is. It's significant. It's like. That was a life. And it's. I want you to just think if I don't think God, this is just my, these are my opinions. I don't think God went off in the corner and came back with a nicely zippered tunic for Adam and Eve. I think He made them watch it. The first time, this is opinion. You can, you can disagree with me, this is opinion. But I, it, it will get to something spiritual. Just imagine, A- aside from aside from the getting kicked out of the garden, that's going to impact them deeply. I mean, imagine I mean, all of these things. You, you, Adam and Eve, and you don't get to go over there anymore in the nice garden. And there's an angel garden the way. Well, Zippers hadn't evolved. Yeah, they hadn't evolved. <laughs> so. Uh, There's there's that loss, but but in your mind is that event that's happened for the first time in humanity. Not to mention he named
1: all the animals, so he knows. Oh yeah,
0: there there was a different there's a different relationship because it wasn't it wasn't hunter prey. It's different. I talked with a guy that, that, that uh, he, said, he said, I could never shoot him. He's like, I shoot him with my camera. He's a, he's a photographer, and he, he appreciated it from that aspect. And just, you know, like, that was the relationship in, in terms of it was, it was maybe one of appreciation or whatever. But it wasn't one of, it, it didn't have that element yet. You have to remember, God made... Male and female of everything. Mm-hmm. If they had been carnivorous, they would have already killed each other. I suppose at, be at exist- the beginning, I don't know how much... Again, we don't know how much time elapses and all that. But I, I think that there's, there's a lot of things happening. And there's, I, I don't want to go too far. We're connecting things. And so we do need to be cautious when when I connect things. That's why I emphasize. These are opinions. I am connecting things. There's very little data to get from... the the beginning of man to a human race that's doing religious things they're they're sacrificing this is a this is a this is a thing that's happening as a part of humanity now something has changed between the beginning of or or between chapter one and chapter four and and i have very little data and how much and I only have one significant event, but that one significant event is the thing for which the entire Bible talks about the cure. That, that one chapter, chapter three, is the event where where all of the, the New Testament really is premised from trying to treat man's sin. I think that's, that's a fairly significant thing. And so now, man gets to see the real price of what he's done. I think if, again, this opinion, I think if man would have seen a lot of death, this wouldn't have had any impact. Or it would have had significantly less impact. That's why. That's why I think these are all significant. That's why I think it's spiritually important. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I, this is why. This is why I'm, I, I think it's important to, to remember that, that God has this. That He's trying to do what He can do for mankind. To try to teach man the significance of violating. So, so we, we talked last week about the, the importance of virtue and the importance of understanding God. But that leaves us, you can talk about the importance of doing right. But what happens when I don't do right? Now what? Have you ever, we have a problem. A lot of people are good at pointing out problems. Have ever had people at work that that are good at pointing out problems? Like, what's the solution? And one guy said, listen, if you're going to point out a problem, you better have a a possible solution or don't tell me about it. Because everybody can come and say what's wrong. Uh, God can say all he wants. As far as Adam and Eve is concerned, he can say, listen, you did wrong. Okay, now what? here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna Adam and Eve launch into I'm gonna solve the problem make fig leaves not good enough not going to fix the problem I'm kind of at a loss here God I've never dealt with this I'm on new territory you told me to do this these are the these are the these this is I had one rule you, he literally had one job right don't eat the tree of the garden that's it that's his one command and he ate it Now what? I have no solution. I'm going to try to get back there somehow. God says, not good enough. I'm going to have to fix the situation. And that situation is going to involve the death, the first time death or murder. I don't know if an animal randomly died somewhere in the woods, but the first time murdering of a Lamb was in it, just sitting there, or whatever it was, sitting there eating grass, and God's like, "You're coming with me because that guy did something." I don't think you can say murder. Just no, you know dog what dog I'm dog. saying, but the, the, the non accident a non accidental death. How's that? A homicide. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sure it bothered God when he had to kill that deer. I'm sure it did. Yeah, I, I think. I think what bothered him more was humanity. Do You think he did it in the garden? I think he did it right. But in my opinion, in I think he did it right in front of him. Here, watch it. Well, when it said that um, no man has is like us. Yeah. They, now they know good and evil. Yeah. How much more can he you know of them seeing that? Someone yeah. Having to kill something. I, I, I can't imagine. I, imagine. I mean, to, to see something like that for the first time like it like i feel grossed out when i'm driving down the highway and i see an accident where i'm like pretty sure that someone's dead so the I, it's I just, hear what you're saying, and
1: i think it's, i think you're getting you're getting close to it the only the, so
0: the flip side of that argument and i'm just and i'm not and i'm not arguing no, with you i'm just giving you the
1: alternative yeah is that because it sticks with you i don't know that there's a lot more you can't Can't um, how do I say this? It's harder to say it applies to them more, right? right? Because it sticks with us so much, and we're in, and we're surrounded by death all the time, and it still sticks with us. Yeah. So it's hard to make that leap,
0: right? Yeah. Well, the the problem the problem here is, and I think the problem with humanity is that we get desensitized. Um,
1: but it still sticks with you.
0: I mean, it, it, still does, still it does to a certain degree, you can, I think. It's, it's, you, can talk, you can talk to a guy who's been hunting more right. and longer than I have.
1: A lot of guys that get up into their 50s and 60s and all that stuff, they start giving up hunting. It's not because they don't want to hunt, it's not because they don't like to, it's not because they're. You get tired.
0: You get. Yeah. It, it starts to affect you because you. I think as you get older,
1: you start to realize maybe how precious life is. And it just it doesn't have the.
0: Doesn't have plug, you say, I yeah, I think the risk to reward is kind of, yeah, or not maybe not risk reward, but the yeah I know what you're saying, the investment yeah, and and reward is not it loses. I want to talk to go to somewhere where it's not. There's no uh, connecting dots here. Leviticus chapter 16, because what happens is throughout the Bible, God always builds on something. He's always coming up to that perfect point in time. So in Leviticus 16, and we're not going to read the whole thing, I'll read verse 6 through 10. It's just a short section. It says, Aaron is uh, to offer the bull for his own sin offering and make atonement for himself in the household. Then he's to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one for the Lord, one for the scapegoat. You ever wondered where that came from? There it is. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord and sacrifice it for a sin offering. But the goat that is chosen as a scapegoat will present a lie before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the desert as a scapegoat. Now, I will abbreviate the rest of the chapter and kind of describe what goes on. So they kill the, the one goat, make atonement for the people. That means they pay the price for sin, literally, right? And they go in and they put it on what's called the mercy seat, which is the same word as propitiation. Christ was a propitiation. He was literally a mercy seat. It was a roof over the Ark of the Covenant. And it was poured on there between the two angels and, or cherubim, if you wish. Uh, And and that made atonement for the people, metaphorically. As we know from the Bible, not literally. It was just a metaphor. And God said, I never really liked it quite frankly. But I did it to teach a lesson. They take the other goat, and Moses, uh, or Aaron, excuse me, goes out with this other goat, and he puts his hand on the goat, and everyone starts saying all their sins for the past year. This is the Day of Atonement. This is Yom Kippur. If you ever hear Yom Kippur and wonder what it is, this is what they're doing. And And metaphorically, not literally, we talked about sin as a non-existing thing. It's just a thing I did you know, yesterday or the day before, it's not a real entity. It's not no substance. But metaphorically, it's like these these sins travel down Aaron's hand, and it's all on this goat now. That's what they're interpreting this as. And and they take a stick. He's like, can't even touch it now. It's, it's a sinful goat. And they whack this goat until it's outside the camp, and they go off into Sinai now with you. And the sin has left the camp, metaphorically. Uh, And God says, I can be one with you. And we now have a word that in English, we don't have a translation for Yom Kippur. We don't have this. No other language in the world or, or religion has this concept. So everyone else has to try to make up a word. To try to translate this idea in English, we just said "at one mint" because God is at one. So, yeah. So, so do you think like because um, I always think that God made all the animals, all the animals were perfect, you know? But in this one sense, it, it says um, with the golden to offer a male without defect. Well, right. Is that the defect that? The, this one goat was no the defect all the right no so the defect like it couldn't it couldn't be lame in the leg cuz it represented giving your best to god so any sacrifice of any kind you couldn't bring like oh i i, I harvested apples from a diseased tree uh oh, shoot what am i going to do i'll oh, give it to god no, no 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 you give your best you you the 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 defect it's because it talks about being without blemish perfect and it, it even goes like it couldn't be like uh it couldn't be a infertile goat like like if you have a problem with your goat or your bull you don't offer that to god it was always the best so to be
1: too
0: yeah yeah like like even stuff that wouldn't be it would just be symbolic of like a spotted it had to be white. Right. It was they were very much into the Jacob was picture. Yes. had certain yep. animals or whatever that yeah. was tending his future in Yeah, because those were prized. Those were right. considered better even Maybe though coloring on a goat turns out doesn't really do anything. Was that considered a defect? Because what? Cain offered fat for those no, 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 no. Fat was, a, in fact, fat was a part of the sacrifice. Anyway, we're getting way off. Uh, Want to get back to the important stuff? I mean, those are all good questions. But um, so, I, I, again, looking at the symbology, what is he setting up with this? Why the scapegoat? And the obviously, it's to teach them the idea, the importance that sin. Can't You can't have it with you, in you, if you want communication with God. right? Simple things, simple ideas of atonement and morality, all these things. But I want to look at the New Testament now. Um, we're going to skip Hebrews 7. That's where it, it mentions that Christ... I mean, again, Hebrews is all about how things are superior. Hebrews 7 goes into why... Christ is better because unlike Aaron and his sons he didn't have to first offer the sacrifice that what would be that bull where he goes in and sacrifices the bull. He doesn't ha- Christ doesn't have to do that. He's got no sin to sacrifice first before he goes and and becomes the the propitiation for man's sin. So he's already we're already starting up here. This is the substance. This is what God really wanted. Way better than Aaron and and Moses and all that stuff. But I want to get to two First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one, and you're going to notice. Uh, we'll see how perceptive you are. First Peter chapter one, and you're going to say, "Wait a minute, Andrew, I don't know." First Peter chapter one, and I only have a slight explanation for it. But verse eighteen through twenty. Um, Becky, do you want to read that? First 1 Peter 1, 18 through twenty.
1: For you know that it was not. With- perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty ways of life handed down to you from your forefathers but with the precious blood of christ a lamb without blemish or defect he was chosen before the
0: creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake through him you believe in god who raised him from the dead and glorified him and so your faith and hope are in god did you catch it what was what's the dis, the difference what's the sacrifice here Christ? well yes it's a reference to Christ you notice it's a lamb not a goat um, and so the, the explanation I've heard and it works for me is that he just kind of made what we would call a composite reference out of the day of uh, day of atonement and Passover, which are completely two different things. A, a goat was at the Day of Atonement. Passover was a Passover lamb, uh, and however, the Passover lamb was not the sacrifice of sins for the people. That was not that was not the purpose of it. Day of Atonement was for that. So he's just kind of pulled the imagery together, is what it appears. Because someone, a Jew, then would say, "Wait, wait, 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 a lamb is not sacrificed for for the Day of Atonement. It's a, it's two goats and a bull for bull for Aaron and his family. It's, it's kind of interesting that that the New Testament dwells on the picture of the lamb. It refers it uses more the imagery from from the Day of the Passover. What was not The lamb sacrificed for the Passover. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He uses the imagery from the Passover, but the substance of what he's talking about really. Is drawn from, from the Day of Atonement. Look at what the reference is. What is the reference? What is the Lamb doing, here? Okay, it's 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 um, it's buying, it's purchasing, it's redeeming. That's a purchasing word, right? It's redeeming. It's paying the price for sin. And That's what Christ does. Is he he first. Pays the price for sin, and it's important that God keeps these two ideas separate. Oh, sure, yeah. So, so, so he's paid the price for sin, but I want to now look at John chapter one verse twenty-nine, and we'll—if um, someone wants to read John one twenty-nine—and I'll read First Peter two twenty-four. And we will close the here because we're. We
1: now, Jesus
0: now we have the other reference, the, the other imagery. And before, don't want to make light of this. A Jew would immediately recognize the taking away of sin. This is, is this the foundational, this is one of two foundational holidays that they have a year Passover, uh, which is remembering. Them leaving Exodus, but the taking away of sin, so that God can be one with them. And First Peter, uh, Peter refers to it again in First Peter, chapter two, verse twenty-four. Uh, so Peter really references both. Uh, he says, uh, "He himself bore our sins, or carried our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness." By his wounds you have been, field, uh, been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you return returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. So is this idea of sins getting put on God. Metaphorically, again, sin is just a, a thing I did. But the metaphor of, of what Christ does, and does it superior to any animals in the Old Testament, because God says, I never wanted that. This is what I wanted. I wanted a permanent solution from a perfect person without spot or blemish. So. And we're going to return to the book and kind of go through that material, um, I think, next week. So.